Yeah. <laughs> now I got so, the giggles. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. Today, <laughs> first of all, welcome to Empower Plates and Power Lives podcast, man. This is the space that I created for us to really just have delicious dialogue and talk about our health journeys to be able to empower other people to take control of their life and live a vibrant life, a good life. I like that. And that tastes so good. Delicious dialogue. I like that. Come on with the delicious dialogue. <laughs> Today, I have a special guest, a special guest, Miss Michelle with My Vegan Kitchen Life. And y'all, she has made this transition into plant-based so delicious and tasty. <laughs> so delicious and tasty. But before we get into this episode, and I tell you all about, and we learned so much about Miss Michelle and her journey with the My Vegan Kitchen Life. I want y'all to vibe with me. Vibe <laughs> with me. Vibe with me, y'all. Welcome to the Empowered Plates, Empowered Lives podcast. Oh, all right, all right, all right. The B came in. Yes. Y'all, you have music. You gotta have my vegan kitchen life is in the building. Thank you for having me. Yo, it's (laughs) such an honor and a pleasure. It's such an honor and a pleasure. So, first, just tell them who you are. Tell them who you are. Tell them who you are. Just give them a little snippet. Who are you, Miss Michelle? I am Michelle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am a happy, sharing soul that loves food want to travel the world, and just want to live my life happy, healthy, and free. Mm. That's it. Happy, healthy, and free. I think That's I think sometimes we, we <laughs> miss out on that free part. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that free could go in so many different dynamics. Free of what? Free of stress, free of symptoms, free of All whatever. All of the above. There stress, you go. Symptoms, um, judgment. Everything, mm. all of it. I love it. All, all of, of it. it. I'm with it. I'm with yeah. it. So, y'all, I'm just gonna put this out there just to start it off. My vegan kitchen life, it was the shroom scallops for <laughs> me. And it wasn't just for me, it was my mom, it was me, my mom, and my brother tried that uh shroom pasta, it was the, like Alfredo the scallops. scallops. It was oh, the, the, the trumpet mushroom. Um, scallop. I don't, you know, I didn't even have a title for it. It was just I, so good. That's it all was, I was telling people. That was like, it's really scampy sauce. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, the, the, and then I even took it to work and I had other people trying. It was like, oh my goodness, that is good. Then the people mm-hmm. asked, when you and your mama gonna make that again? Hey, when y'all gonna pay mm-hmm. for us to run yeah. that back again? <laughs> and we did, we did run it back, but it was so good. So if you're not already, I'm just going to put that plug out there now. If you're not already following My Vegan Kitchen Life on YouTube, go ahead and do the doggone thing because she keeps it very simple and she walks you through it and she's authentic and she's transparent and it tastes good. And when it don't taste good, she's going to let you know it don't taste good because I do the same thing. If I'm not feeling it, I'm not drinking it. I'm not drinking the juice if it's nasty. I'm not eating the food if it don't taste good. (laughs) And if I I follow it, it don't work. We just keep adding and mixing other things until we yeah. get it right. Because it got to be know, If I put it up, it tastes good. If you <laughs> see it visual, it tastes good. I'm not putting anything that don't taste good. I'm not going to lie to you, you know? All the way. So what got you started? What got you started on this, this journey? What empowered you to be where you are today with the My Vegan Kitchen Life? What inspired you? What kicked this thing off? There's so many things, but... 
I would say probably if I had to put an umbrella over it is health. Okay. It was my health basically. And it started over, I'm going to say 30 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So it was, I was in my twenties. <laughs> I was in my twenties when it started and it, it kind of, um, there were a couple of different times where I guess the, the voice or whatever it was, was telling me, this is the way you need to go. And I kind of ignored it, you know, but, um, so many different times. Um, I probably say the first time it was just a feeling, but again, it was 30 years ago. So I started, uh, I had just met my husband and I think I just was going through some things. And I said to him, I just, I, I, I was probably 20 years old and I was like, I, I just want to not eat meat anymore. So we tried that, but there were no options. I mean, there were options. I think I didn't have the knowledge behind it, you know, like what to make. I just, you know, I'm Jamaican. So um, I grew up with Rastafarians, which is a religion, but they also only eat plant-based. So that's the only idea I had for what vegan was, right? So I would follow what they did, but it just, it was just, it was not right. You know, so I kind of fell out of that. Then, um, well, actually I, I stayed vegan when I was pregnant with my first child, my son. Okay. Um, did that. But by the time I was pregnant again, which was like less than a year with my daughter, I craved, I craved meat, which is crazy. I only wanted buffalo wings for some reason. I wanted buffalo wings and pizza. To this day, she still likes buffalo wings and pizza. But anyway. <laughs> so were you really craving it or was she really craving and, it? And you know, she was craving it. It wasn't me. She forced me into it because once I had her, I went right back to eating plant-based. However, um, it, it my son. So my son gets to pre-K and oh, I wouldn't, oh, wouldn't say I was. Wait a minute before oh. you get there on this buffalo chicken. I think you got a chicken story you need to tell the people about. Is there a chicken story you got to tell? I think there's a, a Jamaican chicken story out there. Is there? Chicken story. Did you ever have to go get a chicken in your life? Oh gosh. How did you know? All right. So, uh -huh. so you know what? Well, don't run past this buffalo chicken like it was all your daughter. Tell them the chicken story. Remember I said there was always signs that was like, Michelle, maybe you should be plant-based. I must have been, because I was born and raised in Jamaica. I came to the United States when I was 10 years old. So I must have been probably five or six. And living in Jamaica, people have, you know, their own chickens, cows, stuff like that. I didn't really live in like the country. I lived in the city, but my next door neighbor had chickens. And I remember as kids, we would see the chickens. We would play with the chickens. And I remember this one day, my mother said, go. And our, our uh, neighbor, she was Asian, Miss Chin. And I remember my mom said, go and tell Miss Chin that I need a chicken. And I was like, okay. I didn't understand what she meant by that. So I went and I told Miss Chin, you know, mommy needs a chicken. Miss Chin took this chicken I can't even repeat it. Like just the thought of it. Well, make a long story short. I saw her dehead this chicken and that was it. That was it. She gave, she gave it to my mother. Cause at that point I wasn't taking it back home. She gave it to my mother. My mother cooked it for dinner. And I never, at that point, I never ate chicken. 
I never ate meat or anything. Now, meat is hard to come by back in those days. I don't know what Jamaica is like now, but it was hard to come by. So not a lot of people ate meat like beef or stuff like that anyway. Chicken probably was the easiest thing and fish, the easiest thing for them to eat. But never touched it, never touched beef, goat, none of that stuff. After that, until I came to the United States. And I remember I came in July and by November, it was Thanksgiving. And, you know, we didn't understand that whole concept. So a family that my parents knew invited us for Thanksgiving and they had a turkey. Oh, God, I, I, I was like, what kind of animal is that? It was just so big, you know? And I was just like, again, I don't want chicken. I don't want turkey. I, I, I don't think I've ever eaten turkey because it just it was just so big. So there was always signs there like, Michelle, leave that thing alone. Leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. But everybody got that chicken story because everyone's seen it. That's everyone that's that's an immigrant, either from the Caribbean, Africa, Asia. We all got that chicken story. I heard about <laughs> it. And the only thing I've never seen a chicken beheaded, but oh. my great grandfather had chickens for the eggs. So yeah, like a little small farm. So we mm -hmm. have to feed the chicken, but he would get it only for the eggs. He wouldn't kill the mm. chicken and bring it in the mm -hmm. house and anything like that. But my yeah. granddaddy was a meat inspector, and I've gone right just. You should so know, girl. So as a child, it was like an elementary school. They would have those like shadow days in February for like Groundhog's Day, and you get to go, you know, go with a family member or someone you yeah. know and shadow their career. And so I would go with my granddaddy because he would go further places, you know, like Florence or um, Conway or like just different places to meet inspect. He was a meat inspector in South Carolina. So I was like, oh, I'm going to ride out with my granddaddy. Like, I'm not going to stay local. I don't get to be in school today. So I get to chill with my granddaddy. And he would go into those slaughterhouses. And the hogs would be just upside down, wide open. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to just go stay with the ladies who seasoning the, the pork skins. You know, like, <laughs> let me go with them with the pork skins. This isn't for me. I'm okay. Like, even the smells. Like, to this day, when my brother cooks, like, certain meat and stuff. Bacon. I, it, it just makes I me nauseous at this point, mm -hmm. you know? Back in the day, it used to kind of be like, oh, okay, I know something's smelling, but now I can barely even tolerate it. Like, it just kind of makes me makes me nauseous, just the, the smell of it or the cook of it. It's well, I like, never liked the smell of bacon, so no. <laughs> never. It always made me nauseous. Tell you, but there I, was signs. There was fat signs. Back, I used to try to get a piece of that fat bag. The fat bag used to be pretty good back in the day. But like, like you said, where you grow up, really shapes kind mm -hmm. of the food that you've experienced like even in the um and uh even in our cafeterias at school we would have hash and rice that that's like they don't do this in texas at school i don't see barbecue hash and rice that's just i don't even know what that is shred. it's like shredded 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 pig and and then oh. like all in like good barbecue sauce and they put it on top of rice and it was like hash and rice like it at lunch at, at lunch we, they serve that too at lunch. That's what I'm saying. Like it used to be really good because that's all you know. You, oh, okay. Let's get some hash. He putting a hog out there. Let's cook it up. Barbecue sauce and it tastes so good. But how you shape your food decisions is like your upbringing, your childhood, what you definitely. To. And when you don't have that that sense of self and connection to hear those voices to be able to say, Hey, mom, I don't want any chicken. Yeah. Hey, mom, I don't think I want the beef. Hey, Ma, I don't think it really wasn't that option to where you're listening to what people say. You're just grateful you got something to eat. Like you you didn't push back on what was offered to you. 
And that's why I give people the benefit of the doubt because, you know, food is nostalgic. It's emotional. It's family. It's everything. So I believe me, I understand, you know, I, it's hard for somebody to go cold Turkey and just, you know, cut those ties. You know, I I remember um, being probably in my young twenties and I have younger sisters. Um, I'm 20 years older than my two little sisters. But anyway, it's a whole different story. Me and my so, brother and my dad was, I, I know my parents, I don't know what they were doing, but my dad, um, every, he is just like the master barbecue, you know, just mm-hmm. like with every Sunday he cleans the grill, you know, God rest his soul, clean the grill. He did all the, you know, my mom had the meat like marinated from the night before. And I don't know how daddy did this, but I'm, that barbecue was so good. I mean, the meat would just fall off. It was just seasoned and cooked to perfection, it, it, to the bone, you know? And my sister and I, my sister, um, younger sister, we both at the same time, she was in high school and I'm, I'm like in my early 30s, we're like, well, we're vegan. I remember we we got the blood type book and we was like, we're going to clean out the cupboards. We, we are doing it and we're going to stick to it this time. And then summer would roll around barbecue season. <laughs> so then we were like, you know what? We are vegan the whole year, except for <laughs> the summertime. When so y'all were intuitive eaters. Y'all were intuitive eaters. Because of that. So I went through that, but I was always like, afterwards, I just, I didn't feel good. I just, I just didn't. It was good when you was eating it, but like the next day, like Monday and Tuesday, I would go through it. So then I was like, I'm not doing that no more. And, you know, like I said, I understand it's a struggle because there's family members that's that's going to be mad at you. Like my parents are Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? Like real Jamaican. They don't get that. They don't even know what vegan is. They First of all, they don't even know. They don't even understand that concept. So they would come like summers now that I would go over and, you know, my father would be like, Michelle, you're not going to eat. And I said, but like, daddy, I'm vegan. So what that mean? You don't eat meat? You, you don't eat the chicken? I was like, daddy, I don't. This man would still make a plate and put it on the side. I said, well, I, I, I don't, daddy. You know, so again, I'm, I say that to say, I get it. I get All it. Right. I'm not, even though for me, it was my health that made me make the decision. Mm-hmm. And after my health started to research about it and find out more about it, now it's kind of hard. Even if I could eat it, I don't want to say, you know, because a lot of people, they'll come for me in the comments and they'll be like, I don't understand if you're vegan, why are you trying to make your food look like, you know, like real meat? But the, I think the aspect right there that they're missing is you're not going to make it look like something. You're going for that taste and that texture that is similar to you or familiar with you that you're going yeah, after. Because like I don't eat fried food all the time, but when I want some fried chicken, I'm about to throw these oyster mushrooms and some wet batter, dry batter, toss it in some grape yeah. seed oil, and I'm about to tear this, this exactly. chicken up, this exactly. oyster mushroom chicken up. Because, because, that's because what it's nostalgic. It's what we remember. Yeah. It's what tastes good. And you know, unless you've never tasted meat before, you know, come on now, it tastes good. So, you know, like if that you were whole, plant-based your whole life, you're, you're, you're going to go back to what you're. And you know what? Even those with. people, even those people still want the taste, even they, they those do. people, they, they still do. want the taste. So, you know, that, that conversation, I, I don't even get involved with, you know, Agreed. my so answer is we have free will. What were those health issues that made you feel like, okay, 
something's not right and I want to try food? What were some of those health complications? Because for me, it was uh, being diagnosed with stage four endometriosis. I had two fibroids at the time of my um, laparoscopic surgery. And then I also had PCOS. And when I looked at a lot of those diagnoses, a lot of that dealt with like hormone imbalance or inflammation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I, I, maybe if I switch my diet a little bit, I wonder if that'll alleviate some of the symptom, symptoms. Maybe I'll have better period experiences. Maybe it'll cause the cyst not to grow as fast or for me to be able to, you know, get those types of scars and lesions on my body to where I have to have surgery again. What can I do? What's in my power to kind of change those things? So that's kind of what kind of pushed me to have those four vibes of embracing food that would be good for me, that tastes good to me and good for my body on the inside out, because I didn't realize what food was doing on the inside of me because I felt good on the outside. But like you said, once you start eating certain foods and it doesn't sit well with you, I, I, I'm not going back to it. Why would I want to be sick just to enjoy something for 10 minutes? Right, 10 right. Minutes? Like, I didn't want to do that to my body. So what were those health health issues, if you don't mind me asking, that kind of made you think about doing things different? And then what did you learn about and how did you learn about it to start taking this next step forward to be intentional with your eating? Well, changing to a plant-based, even though I say it was for my health, back then I didn't really do any research or had the knowledge that it was affecting my health, that it was food. Where it started was with my son, um, you know, with him being in pre-K and just, just hyper and going crazy and, you know, all of that. And just having a teacher suggest maybe I should look at his you know, diet, his lunch, whatever it is. And that's what made me start to think maybe there's a connection. Before that, nobody could have told me food had anything to do with the way I was feeling. I just exactly. thought, I don't know, it's your body. It's just something's wrong with me. That's what I thought. I was like, why did, why am I going through this? You know, what's wrong right. with me? Um, once I started to read, um, there came the connection that, you know what, food is making him hyper, so reduce the sugar. So then it was just like, oh, well, then maybe it's sugar, you know? And then as I started to just get more knowledge, then I was like, wait, food can cause this and that. And it's not until honestly, because now I've been plant-based vegan for about eight plus years. Okay. Just sticking to it, not, you know, falling out or anything like that. And now it's because of social media. Now it's easier to get that information. So eight years ago when I, you know, social media really was for me, the height of, you know, my education and everything like that. And now I started getting books and there's, you know, suggestion, read this, read that, read that. I was like, you know what, maybe that's what it is. Let me start to eliminate. Um, first it started with, you know, um, fibroids. Obviously, mm -hmm. I went to the doctor and they were like, you have fibrosis, they're growing, they're growing, you're going to need surgery. You know, being Caribbean, they're like, don't have surgery, don't have anything taken out of your body, don't cut yourself open. But once I found the knowledge behind it, you didn't have to cut anything open. It, these days, fibroid surgery is so easy. Really, it's not major surgery. You know, it's just, you know, you know, pulling things apart, pulling things out, basically. After I did that, changed my diet, then I noticed, well, obviously I didn't have any period, periods anymore, but I also noticed my, my um, depression because I had a lot of depression. I had so much depression. But, you know, when you're going through it, you don't know that's what it is, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, until you become happy and you're like, oh, my God, 
it was the food. It's, it really enlightened me because all I had to do was stop dairy. Well, put it this way. Once I had um, my babies, I became lactose intolerant. So I wasn't really having dairy, but you know, you would still have like pizza. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you, you and my stomach would hurt. Right. You know, my stomach would hurt. Or I'd still have eggs. And I was mm. like, oh, you know, my stomach was like foul. You know, so then I stopped that altogether. I was like, okay, I feel better. But then I would have, you know, like steak or something like that. Like if we went out to dinner, again, my stomach was just a hot mess. I was like, what the hell? And I would just go through like three days of depression, sadness, mm. anxiety. It, it was just so bad. It was so bad. I mean, even in the beginning in my 20s, you know, thoughts of suicide. It was it was really depression was really bad. But I'm I glad it didn't overcome you. I'm so grateful it didn't overcome you because you you just had so much more life to live. I'm so I just, grateful. I, I didn't know what to do. I, you know, I, I thank God that I had a husband, a very understanding husband. And I just was like, you know, because I would ask my mom and she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was afraid to tell because my life was perfect. I mean, nobody's life is perfect, but you know what I mean. I had a great house, a wonderful husband, healthy, strong kids. I want. I had a beautiful career. I, you know, worked in the makeup industry, so I worked as a professional makeup artist. I'm working with celebrities. I'm doing fashion week. I'm having a really thriving life. There was no reason for me to be upset or depressed. I would just have this this depression. Every time I ate, I just had this depression, this depression. And just to know now, all these years wasted when it was just, I just had to change my diet. That's all. And, and that's what I keep trying to get out there. I'm like, guys, just change your diet. But, you know, food is addictive. It can, definitely. Definitely. Food is addictive. What Even good food can be addictive, days. though. Huh? Even good food can be addictive because those scallops. <laughs> I, even food. even, even those fried mushrooms can get addictive. Yeah. You know, you have to stop. But you know, it's it's addictive. Like I said, you know, watching. I guess what keeps me going, because you know, um, and this probably is more towards the end of the podcast. But a lot of people ask me, like, how do I stick to it? How do I stay with it? So it's not just knowing that this way of eating for me was healthier. It's also knowing why. Every time I think about why I'm doing it, it makes me stick with it. And I had, like I said before, you know, my dad passed on. So did my mom. My mom had a heart attack at 52, <laughs> 52 years old. She had a heart attack. And I remember I said to the doctor, what? This doesn't make sense. Again, my mother had that really nice life. My father worshiped her. She didn't have to work. She didn't, you know what I mean? She was just you know, she was a homemaker. She nothing stressful. And the doctor said to me, "Oh, it's stress." And I was like, "Okay, and it could have been." I mean, you know, when you stress never goes away, even when your kids grow older. But it just, she just had a really poor diet. She was overweight. You know, all the everything that you you know expect. She wouldn't exercise. She wouldn't do anything, and she had a heart attack. And they just never had any answers for me. And that's another thing that motivates me to find out what's going on. Doctors never seem to, they, they always tell you just dumbness. Like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Can I get a definite answer? You know, could I, I agree. get something? I think like they they definitely, I think now that we're so more uh, conscious of what's happening definitely. and we already had a lack of distrust in the healthcare system or originally due, due to all of the trauma that we've seen 
people exactly. that look like us have. Exactly. I feel like this holistic approach of things it's it, it's it's more powerful than right you just now. telling me I need to mm -hmm. just change my diet. Like it's just this umbrella fix, change your diet, get moving and change your diet. Get moving and change your diet when you haven't even really got to know me enough to know what yes. my diet yes. is what my life looks exactly. like to better address what's exactly. actually happening. So exactly. I, I feel like it's a, a easy cop out for them just to it is. label us all as somebody who just needs to move more or eat differently. Like there's, there's so much more in depth thinking and investigating that goes along with it. And it's like what you said before is like, you had to start learning about this. Once they said your son was rambunctious, I have to now start learning. How do I make this connection? How do I better help? my child my family also suffers from heart disease and a lot of it is stroke or massive heart attacks and it's mm -hmm. onset and you're you're not really expecting it or then there's pacemakers there's high blood pressure and when i think about their diet they're not open to changing a lot of things in their no. diet one it's comfort two it's just what they're familiar no. with but there was there last month um i went home in august i went home in august to help my grandfather and he just had a lot of pills and i think you had a similar conversation about pills before yeah, and something yeah. else that i read about and all the pills that my grandfather was on it was just too many for me to feel confident and comfortable with it and i was telling my grandmother that my granddaddy need to start eating more fruit to start his day off because mm -hmm. we need to start getting to the cellular level and i and and she was like well fruit's not food he need to eat food and i was like but but fruit is food mom <laughs> Fruit, fruit is definitely and, and and because in their mind, food has to be something thick, heavy, yeah. sturdy, stick to your bones. So you thinking rice, gravy, peas, and something, and that's not of nutritional value. That's, that's not going to or support all of the medicine that's going inside of him. But it's it's like I'm going to do this thing, and I'm going to try to create this blueprint blueprint for my family. But it doesn't necessarily have to be for the elders that are already there. It can be for the people that's coming after me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's still going to motivate me to really try to educate myself and show that it can be done. Again, that why being intentional about what you're choosing to eat and consume is very, very important. That means you care about you. And there's a deeper yes. reason for choosing what you're eating. Yes. That's the whole concept of empower plates, empower lives. If you really want to be empowered throughout your life and really show up vibrantly it starts and loving, with your diet. It starts with you, and it starts with connecting yourself, and it starts about how you talk to yourself, what you believe about yes. yourself, and what you're feeding yeah. on. Yeah. Not necessarily with your mind, but what you're actually eating that's going to help. 100%. 100. 100%. And be like, well, it's time. Well, it makes, it makes him go to the bathroom when he eats a lot of watermelon. Well, you know what the bathroom is? It's a good That's thing. That means he wants to go to the bathroom. It's not a bad thing to go to the bathroom. Like, what? what like, we I have to relearn, rethink, re-everything. Not everybody's there. And you sometimes have to, like you said, be patient with them to get yeah. there. But it's just like, just because it might be an inconvenience that someone has to go to the bathroom more often doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad thing. That's a good sign that whatever is in him is coming out. Whatever's in you need to come out. Everything you eat isn't necessarily always good, but going to the bathroom is a cleanse. So it's what I say to so many people, especially my family members, because I'm the only one that's vegan in my family. Um, I, the thing, the, the, the quotes that I always say to them, your body is speaking to you. It's it's telling you. It's telling you. So, you know, whatever you're feeling, 
it's talk. You got to listen to it. It's telling if you're feeling depressed, it's telling you I'm not getting enough nutrients. I'm not getting enough minerals. I'm not getting enough vitamins. You know, if you're going to the bathroom, it's telling you, thank you. I'm releasing toxins. I'm getting rid of toxins. Like you have to appreciate your body. Like you said, loving your body. It's the, you know, all this, like, I'm going to, what do they call it? Like on Sundays, it's, um, uh, take me day or something. <laughs> Self-care. Self-care. <laughs> take me Sunday day. Self-care. We think self-care is like, let me go get a manicure. Let me, no, so you got to really get a massage. Self-care self is an everyday thing. Every day. Uh, Listen every to what day your body's thing. telling you. If you're feeling depressed, it's telling you something. If you're feeling tired, it's telling, if you know it's not physical tired from something you physically did, like, you know what I mean? Worked really hard or ran or, ex and it, you're just tired to be tired. It is telling you something. It's saying, please give me some minerals, you know, it, whatever it is. You know, I, I remember I, I, I knew someone and she said, oh, Michelle, I'm so glad I don't have a body like yours because I, I would want to eat what I want to eat. I am so glad my body don't do that. Nothing happens to me. Like, you know, I, I don't get any reactions. I could eat whatever and nothing happens. And I mean, I hate to say it. She was severely overweight. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, something did happen. Your yeah. body became overweight. Like something mm -hmm. happened just because you're not having diarrhea or bloating or, you know, depression or whatever it is. That is a sign. That is a sign. Something is happening. Overweight, your body is storing fat. Like, listen to what your body's saying. Agree. What do you What do you think is the reason? What are some reasons why people struggle with transitioning to a plant based lifestyle when they're trying yeah. to improve their health? Lack of knowledge and fear. <laughs> the lack of knowledge, because if you knew, if you really knew, you wouldn't eat half the things that you would eat. That, that you're eating, if you really knew, you know, another part is fear. They, again, they're like, well, you know, people as human beings, we worry about what other people think, right? So they're worried, what are other people going to think? Like, how am I going to go out? What am I going to eat? What if there's nothing there for me to eat? I'm going to die. Oh my God. It's like this crazy fear that they made up, you know, it, it's just... <laughs> It's just I, I, I sometimes it is. But what what are some tips that you think people could actually utilize to support their success? Because like you just said, you said, well, they're not going to have anything I can eat. And I've been there before. And typically I would eat before I go someplace because I already expect someone to not have many options for me, even when it comes to school. And they ask you, like, what are your dietary restrictions or yeah. what, what type of things do you like? And I will put gluten free, soy free. Um, you know, uh, dairy free. And before I was still eating seafood last year, I would have like seafood on there. And then now it's just plant based, you know, and then they, they would say, oh, OK. And then I'll go down there and then there'll be nothing for me. Or I go down there and it's like they tried and they said vegetarian. And then there's these cheese and then it's on the gluten bread. And I'm like, OK, I'll just take it home to my mom or my brother. I'll just take it or anybody want this. And, and it's just like people when they ask you, they I want you to listen to what people are saying. And if you know someone is living that lifestyle, honor them and show them that exactly. they're, they're allowed and included in the space that you want to have by having options for them. And if you don't know what that is, ask them, what would they like? Ask them, what are some things that you like to be able to, you know, to meet them where they are so they feel included. But I would just eat before I go 
Um, yeah. Or I bring my food with me and if it not have to do that. But what do you think are some some tips for people in order for them to start being successful with this? Because like you said, it could be hard and it's fear and it's fear of not knowing how long I'm going to stick to something. Maybe, maybe, what you think? maybe a little bit of fear of not. You, there, there's there's so much you learn about yourself when you, you know, take on a plant based diet. And one of the things that you learn is how to love yourself. And once you love yourself, you become number one, no matter what it is. I am number one before anyone. I'm number one before my kids. I'm number one before my husband. I'm number one all the time. So once you're number one, you start preparing. And preparedness is the only way you're going to get through this. So being prepared. If you know you're going somewhere, always have snacks. Not even if you're going somewhere, just have snacks. Just have nuts, seeds, some kind of bar, have something. Also, I started to fast. And I know this is another level, but I started doing it. I started fasting. When you start fasting, you learn discipline. When you learn discipline, it doesn't matter if they don't have food there for you to eat. You're okay because you've you've consistently not eat within certain time frames, so you're not even hungry. Um, that's that's how I sum it up. That that's what I do. You know, if I go somewhere, there's no food. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll have some water <laughs> because I know it's not going to be forever right? It's not going to be forever. It may be just a couple of hours. I'm not going to die in a couple of hours. Actually, my body's benefiting from not eating anything in those couple of hours. I'm renewing cells. I'm burning fat. I'm helping with any, with my, you know, my mindset, depression, anything like that. So I'm on another level of benefit, but again, the umbrella over all of it, loving yourself and get the knowledge. You got to start reading you have to podcast, you know, are, are a great way. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, if you don't want to read, listen to the book, just, you know, listen, <laughs> but you have to, you, you have to take this on and say, you know what? I'm important. This is what I'm going to do for me. And that's it. You can't rely on anybody else. This is what I'm going to do for me. And Let's that's that really one more time. Mm-hmm. I am important. I'm and this important. is what I'm going to do for me. For me. That's it. I love it. I love it. What That's books it. What books did you read to help you get that knowledge on fasting so you could do it the right way? I can't remember the name of it. It's probably, whew, let's see. Let's see. It's here somewhere. The Complete Guide to Fasting. Okay. The I read guide. that book and I understood fasting. Um Crazy sexy cool, uh, crazy sexy diet. Sorry, crazy. I'm thinking about TLC. I'm thinking about TLC. <laughs> TLC. Um, crazy sexy diet, and I think that's by um, Carr is her last name, and okay. she was young when she was diagnosed with a terminal cancer, and she changed her diet, fasting, and that's where I, I that, that was years ago, probably 15 years ago, where I where I heard about fasting before. But again, not knowing the knowledge, people are like, well, fasting is just starving yourself. Again, if you get get a little knowledge behind it, it's not starving yourself. It's so the complete guide to fasting. The complete guide to fasting by Doctor Fung, I think is okay. last name. And then the crazy sexy diet. Crazy sexy diet by 
Ooh, Carr is her last name. C-A-R-R. I can't remember her okay. first name. I've read these books so long ago. And then do remember. you have anything in regards to teaching people in a shorter? I, I do. I have um, okay. the complete guide to um, fasting. I do have an ebook and they could okay. get that. Uh, there's a link on my Instagram and all the platforms will have my link tree with the link to my um, vegan kitchen shop that they can buy the book. And that's a nice short. It's like 25 pages. I get right to the point just so, you know, to open your mind, just to, you know, it's nothing long that you have to read. So after I started fasting, I was like, I'm writing a book. I'm writing something short and sweet because I would get so many questions, you know? So I was like, I, uh, let me let me put it in a book. So it's in an ebook. So I do have- So what's something. been your most, and I'll definitely link that down in the description. What's been your most beneficial type of fast? Do you do like a, a one-day fast, a two-day fast? What What's your typical fasting look I, like? A combo of both. So okay. I weekly, I do a 42 hour fast. So mm. that fast starts on a Sunday. And I know you're going to be like, why 42 hours? It's just the way the yeah. hours worked out. <laughs> so many people okay. ask that question though. So I start on Sunday at 6 PM and I do it at that time to give, you know, give everybody a chance to have brunch, hang out with the family. I understand what Sundays are like. So at 6 PM, stop. That's your last meal. No more. It's a water fast. So you're only going to consume water and herbal tea. I have an herbal tea that will help to suppress your appetite. Detox is called a happy fasting tea. Because when I was fasting, I would find that I would drink, you know, these teas, um, especially lemon balm, and it would help me. So I was like, I'm going to develop my own tea. Because so many people was like, what should I drink? What should I drink? Develop my own tea. I drink that throughout the fast. It's mostly only Monday. If you think about it, it's really one day of not fasting because by Tuesday at noon, we break the fast. So it's okay. just one day you give your body a rest. I find that to be really beneficial to reset if you have sugar cravings or coffee cravings, if you're bloated, um, if you're just in a fog, if you just need to reset, that is the perfect fast. Now, every day after that, I do intermittent fasting. I do the uh, uh, 16, gosh, I'm forgetting, right? 16, six. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for eight, for 16 hours, I don't eat. So that would be between 12 and eight o'clock is when I usually eat. So at okay. eight o'clock PM, all food is cut off. Then I won't eat again till 12 o'clock the next day. That. I find that easier to do for most people, or you could do 11 to seven. Some people do 10 to six. You just have to give your body a chance to just rest. You have to give your digestive system a chance to rest. When your body has a chance to rest, it has a chance to heal. When your body has a chance to rest, your body is able to absorb minerals, vitamins, nutrients better. So fasting changed my whole life, my whole thinking, my whole thoughts on food. I don't, because it helped with craving, you don't get the cravings anymore. So you know how we said, man, food is good. I could eat it forever and you overeat, you don't. When you fast, your belly shrinks. Mm -hmm. Again, you can't overeat. <laughs> your stomach starts to shrink, so you don't eat as much anymore. It's so funny. It's my um, manager, my assistant. She's always like, you need to do a, what, what you eat in a day. You need to start doing what you, so many, those are so popular. Those are so popular. Everybody's going to love them. Girl, it's so hard to do a what you eat in a day because I don't eat much in a day. 
It's just, you just, when you fast, you, you don't crave a lot of food anymore. You crave what you need. When I break my fast at 12, I'll have a ton of grapes. You know what I mean? And I, I love- What's your like, favorite color grapes? Huh? What's your favorite color grapes? Green. <laughs> I know. My husband and I, I, he hates green grapes. He likes red grapes, but I like green grapes. I just find they're fresh to me. He like, so it's funny. We have two containers with green grapes and red grapes. <laughs> I like green silly. grapes. I think the cotton candy grapes are just too sweet. I don't they're know. I tried sweet. it, but they were just too sweet. I don't like them. They're too like, sweet. Mm, and and okay. there's something weird about why do grapes have cotton candy? Yeah. So I, I just leave that alone. It's almost with the whole natural flavors by natural flavors. <laughs> that <laughs> part. So when you do your fast, are you just doing your herbal tea that you make? Or are you also doing water, like coconut water? Yeah, water no water? water. No coconut water. Nothing can have calories. There can't okay. be any calories. Once so there's calories in a food, I'm sorry, I just looked over my phone. I'm like, why is my phone going off? Uh, once there's calories in the food, then it raises your insulin level. Mm, so once you eat your insulin, you start insulin production, which you just broke your fast. The secret to not gaining weight, not getting sick, not getting any of these um, diseases is to keep your insulin level minimized, if that makes yeah. sense. The least amount of time you're raising your insulin level, the healthier, longer you will live. Mm. Okay? Like so that. every time you eat, once it has calories, you're going to raise your insulin level. Make sense? That's important. This is what's funny. I just learned something. Black because coffee. with my PCOS, they told me it's insulin resistant. So we have to be very mindful of how much sugar we take in. And I never realized what you it's just not said. just sugar, it's it's food. Food okay. contains sugar. So, you know, when people hear diabetes and reduce your sugar, they just think it's all sugar. It's just sugar, 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 sugar you know? Yeah, but it's, it's not even food. what you would think. People forget that alcohol has sugar, bread food. has sugar, rice has sugar. Like <laughs> I'm like, you guys are forgetting about all these things, you know? Like all of that oh, is raising you. your insulin. And my doctor was like, uh, uh, Hershey's chocolate bar has the equivalent amount of sugar as a banana. And I was like, whoa, this just got real serious. Yeah, bananas are high in sugar. They are. This is the difference, though. You know, your body recognizes a banana. It doesn't recognize processed white sugar. So it's harder to digest. But, you know, and, and that's what I hate with, like, information because it's such mixed information. You know, they'll give you a little bit of truth and then a lot of false. And it just confuses everybody. And they'll say, but Michelle, it's sugar. Now, understand, once you get diabetes, because you're, 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 not, you're insulin resistant, you can't process sugar the same way. So, obviously, if you have diabetes, it's going to, even fruit is going to be hard for you, you know, because you, you're, already, you're already messed up. But before you get to that point, fruit is fine. You can eat fruit and you'll be fine. Your body will digest it. But you always have to keep in mind, if you could keep that insulin low, those spikes, you will be healthy. You, you won't get the disease. A, a, a tip that I usually give to people. 
Oh, give um, us a few tips, essential tips on fasting. Because they're like, well, what am I doing? Because, you know, it, it all sounds so just depressing. You're just like, well, what am I going to eat, right? What am I going to eat? But there's tricks. There's tricks that um, you can do before you eat. Because what it is, you know, your, your body obviously is a com complex just science project, right? It's it's all it's trying to do is help you survive. It just wants you to survive, right? So it's going to adapt to whatever you do to survive. But these are some tricks that I, I, I normally, that I've learned that, you know, some, so many people are like, how do you stay so lit? This is what I learned. This is what I learned. Eat protein. Protein is also amino acids. So if once the food is, has protein, you know, they'll call it protein, but it's still amino acids. Once you could get amino acids into your body. So let's say you have a meal, right? Carbohydrates are fine. People get so carbs, carbs, carbs. I won't eat a potato or whatever. You can eat it. Eat your protein first. Does that make sense? Because pro so your vegetables. So if you have a plate, you have broccoli, you have rice and you have, a, um, I don't know, let's say tofu. I know people get weird about it, but let's say we, I know soy, I know, but let's say you have tofu on the plate, right? That's your protein. You have your carbohydrates from rice and then you have your, your broccoli that has fiber. Fiber is going to help to slow sugar from getting into your bloodstream. It lowers the spike. Does that make sense? So the yes. first thing you're going to eat on that plate is the broccoli. Eat as much broccoli as you can. Then you're going to eat your protein. And then the carbs is last. This way, you're, it, just, it slows down the sugar from going into your bloodstream. It just kind of just, you know, mellows it out so you don't get the spikes and your body will digest it better. You won't get the bloating. Also, dessert. If you're going to have dessert, have just a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. Yes. A tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in a, like eight ounces of water. Drink it before your dessert. Again, it will cut that sugar down and it won't enter your bloodstream the same way. This is also a good way. You know, some people eat and they get tired afterwards. The vinegar. Have vinegar and do your fiber before you eat all of that carbohydrates. It works. Those are some yeah. great, great, great. Yeah, it works. Insulin resistant tips. Those are some great tips. Yeah. Believe me, my, my dad lived with diabetes, so he was almost on insulin. It was bad. It was really bad. And the only reason he didn't get on insulin is because my mom passed away and because she wasn't cooking for him anymore. My sister and I, who were vegan at the time, we were cooking for him. His diabetes honestly went away. His doctor was like, I don't know what you're doing. And he was always someone that exercised. So lucky for him, he would walk like five miles a day, but his diabetes went away. But then it went back once he got a girlfriend. <laughs> he got a girlfriend. He started hanging out, partying again. It came right back. And then mm. it was dementia, which is type 3 diabetes. I don't care what anybody said. I know that has to do with, with, with diet. So then he ended up with dementia, and then he passed two years ago. What, what were the meals that you all were preparing for him that helped him reverse that that diabetes? What were some of like the main staples that you you all would create for him that you you know was really beneficial for him? Just sauteing a lot of vegetables, basically mm -hmm. broccoli. Um, I took it back to my Jamaican roots, uh, you know, and it's so funny. We forget all of those foods, uh, you know, people that grew up on vegetables forget those natural foods that are there. Tea, herbal tea. Um, 
vegetables that I was used to, like kalaloo. Kalaloo is kind of like collard greens I for us. Kalaloo. I don't know if you know kalaloo. It's like kalaloo, bok choy, um, just stuff like that. You know, just sauteing vegetables with, you know, at the time I wouldn't do to tofu. I, di I didn't know much about tofu at that time, I'll be honest with you. Tofu came a long way for me because at first that is just soaking in water. It was kind of weird. It was nasty. And if you would go to restaurants, they would just put cold ass to tofu on your food. I was like, what kind of, what is, what is this? Girl, I had to learn Yo how protein. to Huh? Yo protein. <laughs> but it's just cold and it wasn't seasoned and it's just white sitting there. Yeah. I was like, no. So I'm glad food have come a long way. But it was stuff like that. Just sauteing vegetables, um, beans, you know, rice and peas, coconut mm -hmm. milk in the rice, you know, to give him, you know, just for people who think like, well, now they say that we must be frying the lettuce. That's why so many vegans are overweight. But for a lot of people that were the that they, process vegan food that they're eating. Exactly. It's the process, which I, I honestly I don't mess food. with. That's, I don't mess mm -hmm. with that. But um, for people that are afraid that if they go vegan, they're going to just become skinny and frail and they're not going to have any. Like I would say to people, do I look skinny and frail? Add coconut milk to everything. The thick coconut milk, put it in your rice, put it in your smoothies. It will give you, you know, weight gain if you need it. Nuts, add nuts to everything. But it was stuff like that. I just, I took it back to, you know, the Jamaican way of eating. I just eliminated. And that's when I had to start learning because I got to feed my husband who wasn't vegan. I got to feed my dad who wasn't vegan and make the food taste good. So I was like, I got to bring these flavors back. And I started researching and finding liquid smoke, you know, because our thing was, I don't know if, if you know Caribbeans, we love some stew peas and, you know, mm. oxtail and it has a smoky flavor, you know, just he wouldn't even know. That's what was funny. My, my dad would eat it, but like, oh, Michelle, this chicken is so good. And I was like, there ain't no chicken in to be laughing. I like, like, should have been on the grill in the summers whipping some stuff up and had him confused. He didn't even know. He said, this chicken is good. I used to be like, okay, <laughs> all right. And that's when I was like, I'm onto something. Because <laughs> if daddy, who is a diehard Jamaican man, could eat this food, yeah. Also, I, um, you know, stuff like hot cereal, we call it porridge, mm -hmm. you know, for breakfast, you know, just for, because again, people worry that they're going to be skinny and frail and, you know, meal has to be just like you said in the beginning. If it wasn't like a substantial meal, then you're not eating food. You're not hearty, eating, thick, it has heavy. to be hearty and thick, you know? So I had to, you know, bring those foods back in. But I'm All telling you, you is a salad. <sighs> uh, that's all you going to eat? But that's salads, you up. them salads be hitting though, girl. Them you don't have to tell me. Them Man, salads. At first, when I was first starting, and I used to see people make those big salads. I'm like, ain't no way she about to eat this whole salad on here. Girl. You eat the whole salad. You do. Like once you really and lick get the plate. I, I turn my bowl up. You know, you little dip in the bowl. I turn her bowl up. Let me get the last bit of this. I do the same. Yes. My daughter be like, mommy, I'm like, God, this is so good. And they don't believe you. Oh my God. When I tell you the comments be coming for me, they be like, ugh, she's just pretending. Now, they I just mad because you didn't make their salad. That's all it is. They just mad you didn't make their salad because I roasted some cauliflower in the air fryer yesterday. Mm. Man, I put that on a salad, I think with some apples and some. 
Girl. That, the, the combination of flavor. They, they don't know. I just kept stabbing. It they was don't bad know. when I dropped a little bit when I was talk, picked it right back up. I'm right. like, can yes. I get a, I need a whole nother pack of cauliflower. Yes. Season that thing up and throw it back in the air. Yes. Fry. It was that good. Like, when I tell you, I had to really start watching what I was eating because I would go back for seconds and thirds. I was just like, oh my God, Michelle. <laughs> I was like, all right, I got to. I tried to make the fried oyster mushrooms for a salad. When I made them and they came fresh out, it's something about those fresh fried oyster mushrooms. Right. I couldn't so you eat them it all now? Salad. You've had a meal was, before you had a meal. That part, I was know. like, oh, this thing is too good. Too they good. Don't <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> Another thing, you know, we talked about fear. You've got to be willing to try something at least once. Agreed. If you and what do you have to miss if you've eaten this way for 20 years, 30 years? What are you missing of something that you've already had 20 plus years, 30 plus years? You're trying something different that you still want to, because I'm not going to eat nothing that's nasty. I'm not going to drink that's something true. that's just pure blown nasty. Like, I'm not going to say ginger shots taste the best, but I know my why behind a ginger shot if I want to keep my, exactly. you know, immune right. system together. Right. I mean, clearly... When we, I was taking shots of Everclear, Hennessy, all the other kind of stuff in college drinking, nobody was like, oh, this don't taste good. You had a reason why you was turning up, correct? You so this is your reason. You let it loose. You had That's a good analogy. Good analogy. Because nobody can tell me beer tastes good. Nobody. Not, not nobody. It's nasty. It's an acquired taste. So is seaweed. When you first tried sushi, That's it was an acquired taste. Nobody was. was just eating that sushi up like it tastes like. Callaloo, macaroni. Exactly. Smothered exactly. chicken and rice gravy. That's not how the sushi tastes. Yeah. It was an acquired taste because you had to open your mind to a different experience and your palate to experience something else yeah. that still tastes good once you found the correct combination of things. So I, I want to ask you, were there any anybody that you know who's had different menstrual cycles based on probably having more of a plant-based diet before their cycle came on or during their cycle? Have you ever my daughter, my daughter, mm -hmm. um, she, like I said, when I was pregnant with her, she craved that meat. She wanted that meat. And to this day, she is the same person, cheese and, um, Buffalo wings. And she could live on just cheese and Buffalo wings, mm -hmm. but her menstrual cycle is, it's so bad. You know, it's so bad. And I, I would say to her sky, you know, I would go through the 28 days and I'm like, you know, your hormones change within these 28 days, when it gets to like this, but when you're ovulating, start the two weeks before your period actually come, start eating more vegetables. It's so funny. Yesterday I, I did it for her because she was acting weird. I was like, well, where are you in your period? Where are you in your cycle? And she was right you sound there. like my mom. I took your out some broccoli. You acting a little bitty. Yeah. You're getting a little moody. And she pulled up the app. I said, I knew it. I put some broccoli in a little plastic bag and, you know, some cucumbers and stuff. Cause you know, she, I babysit her dog. So she comes here and picks up the dog and then goes home. <laughs> so when she was picking up the dog, I gave her all that. I said, you better go home. This is what you're going to make for dinner. And you're going to take a picture. So I know you did it. So she took a picture and I was so proud. So she's like, mommy, this morning, she said, mommy, I feel better. I said, now for breakfast, you're going to have a smoothie. And for lunch, you're going to have a salad. And that's how you're going to eat for the next 14, 12 to 14 days. And you feel better. And she's done it before. And her periods are shorter. She doesn't have the pain. She doesn't have the irritability. She's she's better. And then she goes, I can't believe this actually works. And then the next month, she'll fall off and she'll do the cheese again. 
And then she'd be like, oh, mommy, I'm going to have to do what you said. And then she goes back to it. So I, she is a testimony that I see working. I'm not a lot around a lot of women. Obviously I work from home, you know, so I'm not in like a lot of women's presence anymore. I don't get a period. So, you know, I, I can't vouch for myself, but seeing my daughter and she's 25. So she's, you know, young and I know it's, it's happening. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I can see that too. And I thought people were just making that up before I started really embracing the journey. And I started juicing towards the end of um, January. My mom was having a lot of different I um, wish she would health juice. issues. Like uh, she was getting like real bad pain, tightness in the back of her neck, kind of like some waking up for like panic attacks. Her hot blood pressure was really high. So she had like an emergency visit in December, an emergency visit in January. Mm. And she was really watching a lot of like, I think Jillian Barry, um, Harold, I think he used to have cancer and he started really getting into the raw, the juicing. And she was like, let's, let's get a juicer. So I ordered me a juicer. Yeah. I ordered all the stuff off of Amazon and we just got to it. My mom hasn't been to the emergency room since. And that's that going through like the menopause, those phases and stuff. Yeah. It's still hormones. It's still an adjustment. Still with your body. But she started eating differently and she started moving. And moving, exercising. Like, Eating just, and moving, you know, just walking, recreating a whole. That's all we do is walk. Now your just daddy walk. did five miles. I, you know, I pushed like, like four, yeah. but your yeah, daddy was doing five. I'm not gonna flip tires like you. I'm not gonna. That you don't have to do just that. Walk. And that just, just walk. That does to your cortisol levels, huh? I said, and that does something to your cortisol levels. Even on my period walking, I feel so much just better. Walk. Like before, I just like, ah, uh, I'm bleeding. I can't. I don't want to do that. Nah, if you just get your body moving and grooving and it's on a glow, your body's going to work with you because your body it. loves you if you love your body. You know what I mean? We but brought it back. We brought it back to what we said. We brought it back. If you truly love yourself, you will take the time to take care of yourself. You put yourself first. Just put yourself so, first. You have always. to. You have always. to. You're not going to survive. I'm no. doing this for happily. Me. You're not going to survive happily. You'll survive because your body's going to figure out how to make you survive. Agreed. But you're going to survive sick. You're going to survive debilitated. You're going to survive. You, you're just you're going to just be there. Like, why? We have such a short time on this planet. Why would you want to be there sick? And that's for oh, all the people that say we're going to die day. anyway. What'd you say at the beginning? Are you happy, healthy, and free? When you're going to leave, are you going to be happy, healthy, and free? And that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm that's saying. It. Like, right. I, I'm not afraid to say it. I am 52. And most of the 52-year-olds that I go around, I, I just, I can't believe it. Like, why did you let yourself go like that? And it's all because of food. Like, I want to be, you know, I, I remember being in my 20s. And it's a joke, man. My, my husband used to like watch people that retired, right? They would retire, what, 65, 70? They could barely walk. They're all on medication. And that's when they're like, oh, we're going to go on a trip. I remember our neighbors, they were going to Hawaii. I remember he said to me, I'm not being mean. I kind of like them. You know, they, they're cool. But I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be retired and I can't walk. So what's the purpose of even going to Hawaii to just sit That's there and look at everybody? I want to be physically fit. I want to be able to walk and run and go up. I want to be able to move. And we were in our 20s when we said that and that we have stuck to that, even not even knowing all that I was going to be vegan or whatever, you know? That's a we mindset. That. That's a mindset, Michelle, because once you have that that healthy mindset, nothing's going to shake that. 
because that's how you're envisioning your future. And that's another thing. Why wait until you're retired to start really living the life you want to live? You can do that every single day if you're really happy and free. You can choose to be healthy, happy, and free every day because it's all based on your decision making. You got a choice. You get a choice of what you're going to eat. You got a choice of whether or not you're going to walk, whether you're going to take the steps, or whether you're going to do some resistant band. If you can't walk and your mobility is decreased, you have the choice to do what it is that you want to do to be healthy, happy, and free. The best best quote I ever heard is that you're in the, your current reality is the decisions that you have made. Mm. It's true. It is. Your current, you can't blame anybody else. It's all your decision. You decide. That's one thing you may not have control of a lot of things in life, but you have a control of what you put in your mouth. Mm -hmm. You do. All the way. You oh, do. And I know, I know a lot of people out there say, but it's expensive. You know what's expensive? That processed vegan crap that they're putting on the shelves. That's expensive. And it's if you eat that, you're going to be in the same situation as eating unhealthy food. It's just, it's just so silly. My thing, I don't care if anybody wants to be vegan. You know, you don't have to go all the way. That That's, it's not reality. It's your body response work for some people. Mm-hmm. Do what your body responds to. What's best Do what for you? your body responds Your journey to. is your journey. Your journey is your journey. However, put a little bit more vegetables and fruits in your diet. That's all I'm going to say. And just give your body some time to rest. You know, I, I never understand people that's like, it's 12 o'clock. I'm going to go get a snack at midnight. <laughs> you do realize that your body is on a cycle, just like the moon and the sun. At 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock, that's when your body is starting to repair cells, to renew itself. Why are you eating at 12 o'clock at night? It was like when I think I heard you say on a on another podcast when you were doing it with uh, maybe your homegirl or something, y'all were fasting. She was like, do you think if I can just lick this frozen mango, I'll still be okay? Girl, take a shower and go to bed. Take a shower and go to bed. That was the first <laughs> time I did a three-day fast. <laughs> that was the first funniest thing ever. <laughs> and I have been there before because I'm like, man, I'm trying to go raw. I really want some fries. I really, no, that was, was like, so man, drink some water and go me. to sleep. She, she goes, I'm so hungry. I am so hungry. You think like if I just like lick the frozen mango, I was like, girl, go take a shower and go to bed. You know, it's funny. We made it. We did. We did fine. 36, we did the three days. We did three days. And what was funny, because I didn't, I, I, I didn't research. I didn't, I, it's, you know, it's funny. You gotta listen to your gut. Your body be telling you what you need to do. And Make my body was just like decisions. fast, fast. I didn't know what a fast was, but, it, and you know, it's funny. Everything kept popping up at that time. I'd go on Instagram fast. Somebody was fast. I'd go here. Somebody's fast. And I'd be standing in line or somewhere. Somebody's like, I'm fasting. I was like, Whoa. So I was like, I said to her, I want to do a fast, but I don't want anybody to know because really you shouldn't tell anybody when you're fasting. Everybody would try to talk you out of it. They're going to be like, you starving yourself. Why are you doing that? Don't tell anybody, but you know, you need a buddy. So I said to her, let's do this. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it with you. She would do anything. Yeah, I'll do it with you. We loved that fast. That was an, an amazing fast. So the third day comes when we're supposed to break the fast. And I'm just like, went another day honestly but you know when you know it's about to end you're just like i'm gonna eat and i remember and i was just like oh it's 5 30 and i grabbed a banana and i ate that banana when i tell you i was sick to my stomach i was like oh my 
God, my stomach hurt. And we were at work. I I owned a um, makeup studio. So she was the front desk girl. So I come out of our little um, break room and I said to her, oh my God, my stomach hurt. And she goes, she's like sipping broth. And she's like, what what did you do? And I said, I had a banana. I was so hungry. She goes, no, you're not supposed to have like heavy food. You're supposed to have like broth or like juice. And I was just like, huh? Girl. Where was that support when I told you not to lick that mango and go to bed? Why you didn't tell me I was like, supposed I to chop down on the banana? She's like, I could have done this another day. I feel great. And that, you know, going back to the fasting thing, that's another thing. When you consistently do it, it becomes easier. When you're in the fast, the first day, you may be able to get through the first day. The second day, you're going to be like, oh, hell, that's when she wants to lick the mango. You're going to be like, what the? This, I'm going to die. By the third day, the hunger is gone. You don't get the feeling anymore. All of a sudden, you feel illuminated. You were like, what the? You have energy. You could go work out and don't. you don't feel hunger anymore. It's crazy. One of my coworkers said it's a great time to get clarity. You, wanna, you want clarity, oh. you want to fast. And, and she's I done so many. Like, how do you prepare? How do you set up? What's your mind frame? What do you do to get into that realm to really get it? But like you said, you have an ebook that we can check out to yes, learn a little bit yes. more about fasting. Do you because it is it is a mind. It's a mind. Oh, right. Because if it's you don't mind. address it with the mind, you got to be ready for it. Be, no, then it's just the starvation that people claim they see on the outside if you're not doing it intentionally and following the protocols. Yeah. But three last questions. One question: What has been your most rewarding or? Um, What's been the biggest success you've seen? Because you take success every day. Every day you show up as my I being. Love it. I love it. My life is so beautiful. That's it. What's the most rewarding thing you found on this entrepreneurship journey? Finding myself. Oh, mm-hmm. that was a good one, Michelle. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you said entrepreneurship. When I owned um, my own business, brick and mortar, you think, you know, that's like it. The entrepreneur, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a, I'm, I'm a business owner. That shit was stressed. <laughs> when I left that, when I sold that and I started doing, and I think it's just getting in tune with what I really, what my calling really was, was always health and nutrition. It's what I always wanted to do. I love to cook. I've been cooking since I'm seven years old. And when I finally started to do what I started doing and realizing that I was helping people. I didn't even know, I didn't even do it to help anybody. I just was like, look at my food, look what I'm making. You know, you could try this too. But the testimony of people that inbox me and be like, oh my gosh, Michelle, thank you. I feel so much better. You really, incur- oh my God. Like, I was like, oh my God. I started so to realize who I really was, who, what I'm here to be, who I'm here to be, what I'm here to do. And I was like, I love me. I love me because I'm here helping people. So this this entrepreneurial, oh, I said it I in a lot. People miss too. out. They don't. I they miss out on the fact that you are your brand. You are your brand. Again? People miss out on the fact that you are your brand. Yeah. People get caught up in oh, this is my business. This is my business. No, you mm-hmm. are your business. You are your brand, and whoever you are comes out in whatever business venture that. Like you're I know doing. it's a business. I I I'm aware. I'm but it's you being you. It. Huh? It's you being you. That's what keeps it simple but and rewarding. Just, yeah, it's just me, and I just I never let. I've never in my whole life put money in front of anything. 
I've worked on commission. I've had my own business and I've never said, I'm going to put this out because of money. It's always like, who am I going to help? How am I going to help? How does it make me feel? Am I being honest? I have to be honest, you know? Who can I empower to How also join me on a journey of just loving yourself? Yes, and I want people to know that they can, they can feel good. You know, so many people are like, Michelle, you have such a good life. I'm like, you can have it too. Happy, you can, healthy, once and Once you free. change your diet and your way of thinking, the whole world opens up. Everything, it just falls in your lap. It literally, and I, it just sounds so cliche, but it's your diet. It's your diet because it works with your mind, your stomach. They, what they say, your gut is your first brain, is your brain. This is your second brain. Your second brain is here. Your first is in your gut. Once you fix that, when I tell you my life is good, I, I don't even... I'm more vibrant than the sixth graders I work with. And I'm 36, going on 37. And they just be looking at me. I have my juice today. I got my miles in before Let I got it. It's okay. Flowing. It's Let's okay. go, baby. They be like, oh my God, you have such great energy. I get it from my food. From my food. <laughs> so like, your skin is so today. beautiful. It's my food. You know? Yeah, I know there's some genetics. It's my food, though. Because I had terrible skin when I was 15 like bumps everywhere, cystic acne. My body was fighting. I, I, and it was it all because of the food? Food, Is there yeah. anything I didn't in particular know. that you put on your, your skin now? I don't put anything on my skin now. I, 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 you know how many um, brands have reached out to me to promote their skincare? It don't make sense. And this is coming from because a Because I know it's a lie. Huh? And this is coming from a former makeup artist. Thank you for speaking that. Truth. 25 yeah. years. 25 years I worked in the in the beauty business. I've worked for Clinique, Estee Lauder. I've worked for Elizabeth Arden. I've, I've worked for some of the top brands. MAC Cosmetics. I worked for them as a makeup artist for 15 years. You know, putting makeup on people, they'll just be like, I want my skin flawless. If the skin underneath is not good, there's not much we can do. It's internal. Beautiful skin is internal. I don't care how many, they, I don't care. You know what I put on my, I wash my face with just a basic soap, a basic soap. It's it's like, um, it's a, I was going to come out with a skincare in the beginning. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I want to do food. So I still have the products. Basically, I was going to come out with a turmeric soap. My line sister got me one of those before a turmeric soap and then like a black, a black soap. Yeah, I used to use black soap, but since I have my own now, I'm like, I just use the turmeric soap, soap. And my um, exfoliator is baking soda. Mm -hmm. Baking soda. They, they're so baking soda, guys. I use it to brush my teeth and I use it to exfoliate my face. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Baking soda. My moisturizer is um, a prickly pear. There's a prickly pear oil. It's an oil. That's all it is. An oil. And at night, I use a vitamin C. Nice. nice. Pure vitamin C. That's it. Second to the last question. This goes out to all my girl dads, my girl dads. Um, I had two lawn sisters that passed away, and they had daughters at a young age in their 30s from cancer. And so now we have girl dads. What are some tips or conversations or even things that they should purchase for their daughters when it comes to their menstrual health or their period? What are either some conversations, some topics that they should 
talk about or converse, like conversation starters or what are some products that you should just they purchase for their daughters or meals they should be eating a little bit more of to help them preserve their reproductive health because they may not be having these types of conversations. Um, raspberry tea or, or hibiscus tea. You, you, we have to get back into drinking herbal teas. It helps a lot with the menstrual cycles. If you could get them and you don't have to drink it hot, you can sweeten it with a little agave and it tastes like a really delicious juice. Yeah. Herbal teas, um, uh, supplements like maca, M-A-C-A, really help with hormone. And I don't want to say balance because you can't really balance the hormones, but it does help with addressing hormones. Yeah. It helps with hormones. And that's all the way from early, um, um, from early on in your period to up until menopausal times. It helps the balance. Um, really, I, I would probably, you know, people are vain. <laughs> um, I probably bring it back to beauty. You know, the same foods that are going to help you have beautiful glowing skin is the same foods that's going to help you with reproductive care. You know, if you, you know, from, for, for, for the humans, gut health is important for female uterus, your whole reproductive system is your brain. Mm. That, does that make sense? So for, for females, it's your reproductive system. So definitely your diet, add more broccoli, more dark leafy green vegetables. That's going to help you with your periods. Um, it just, it comes back to food. And, you know, like I said, use beauty because that's how I trapped my daughter with it, you know? <laughs> I was like, you want beautiful skin? Because, you know, she she's around me. And everywhere I go, I'm in the streets. And people are like, God, your skin is gorgeous. You have makeup on? I'm like, mm-mm. I mean, I have a little blush on today. I may have eyelash extension and some gloss. That's about it. So I, I, I say to her when I get in the car, I say, girl, I'm telling you, if you want good skin, you got to eat them vegetables and them fruits. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. If you want that. lighter periods, you got to eat vegetables and fruits. And I started her also on supplements, magnesium, um, vitamin D, definitely um, iron, get your iron levels up. And all those foods contain iron. So just understand those foods have iron, fiber, protein, amino acids. This is just vegetables. Mm-hmm. What you mean? Straight out the vegetables. Then have to get vegetables. extra. And all of that is what's going to help you. So if you have mental issues, it's usually you're low in iron and magnesium. So if you have, you know, mental or menstrual issues, which ME is, it's the same thing for us. It's, you know, it starts there. That's what you're going to do. And that iron. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And then the last question. You, <laughs> you keep ready? saying that. You keep saying that. Now it's a second to the last. So this is the, the last one. The sun is question. going down. My glow is going to go away. Oh my goodness. This is the last one for real. If you <laughs> can have a meal, <laughs> if you can have a meal with any historical figure, who would it be and what will you all eat? Ooh, that's a good one. I... Take your time because I know you're a chef. I want this plate to be great. And I want you to tell me about this historical figure. So when you say historical figure, is that it's like... You. It's up to you. It's up to okay. you. Because every time no, I ask no. my granddaddy, it changes. I've been a historical figure. His wife has been a historical figure. Okay, okay, okay. So it's all up to you. 
I want to I want to eat with that guy, that raw what is his name? Sundial Sun I know she's talking about in Panama. Yes. That might need to be our teacher trip. But I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Go ahead. So that's on my list for my future trip. Okay, make I want to eat with him. him. I want to eat with him. I I, I wanted to go. He had a trip and I wanted to go so bad. I don't know what happened why I couldn't go. But yes. I don't know his name. I feel so bad because I don't, I don't, oh, it's something. But I know who you meant though. So okay. He has the dreadlocks, the older guy, Panama. He has the retreats. He only yep. eats raw. I want to eat with him. I want to eat He put eat us with on him. the red salt too. He put us on that red salt. Whatever he, he does. I I would, I would, but wait, I would, you got to tell me what y'all going to eat. You got to tell me what y'all going to eat. I don't know. He makes so much good stuff, but. It doesn't have to be him making it. You can make it for him. What would you make him? You know, he makes like these raw wraps. Girl, I've seen like coconut. He uses like coconuts to make the wrap. And I, and, but it's raw. I just, I would love to get into more raw meals. I would too. Uh, and then when you're 42 fat, 42 hour fast, I would like to dedicate like a certain part of the month to just be raw for a certain time. So I did that like once. And when I tell you, I think my body responds more to that than cook food, believe it or mm. not. I did, I did the, um, the fast. And then when I got out of the fast and I did it with the Instagram group, we just had, I provided a, which I have on my, um, my, my website, actually the, the um, meal plan, a raw meal plan. So for seven days, we just ate a raw meal plan and I was able to come up with some good raw recipes when I tell you I felt good, I, we did it too. We it was another it level of good. I felt light. My belly felt light. My body felt light. My my, I felt energetic. It, it was different. It was different. Like I feel good, plant based. You know, we cook right. with that. I was like, it's if something I could else. do this every day, I would. You know, and I probably could if I didn't have to cook. <laughs> Right. And there's levels to it. They're just not there on that journey yet. So to be after that week, the problem was I craved mushrooms. I believe it. I believe it. I just wanted I some cooked it. mushrooms. I didn't care if it was oyster <laughs> mushrooms. I didn't care if it was domestic white mushroom. I, I tell you, I sauteed up that pan of mushrooms and I ate it. I was like, God, this is good. I just wanted some damn mushrooms. And, and it's like, like that. Gosh, I and can't like be wrong. I wanted some fries. And I was like, I'm ready for some fries and I'm ready for some cooked vegetables. I just wanted warm mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, but I loved it. Lathan, is that his name? I think Lathan. so. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I want to meet him. So I, you I want to meet a meal him. with him, but you don't know what the meal is going to be? I don't know what the meal is going to be. Uh, I want to try a little everything. All the questions, but the last one. Oh, I don't know. You what did the meal so good. You picked the person. You're supposed to tell me what we are gonna eat. He but you, but because he's raw. Well, tell me what's one. Of, what's one of your favorite raw meals? And then y'all can have that. You could make that for him. Your favorite raw meal. Don't think about his diet. Just think about what would be your favorite raw meal. You got a seven day raw raw meal plan that you put out there that you said is on the website. And if it's in your your links, I'll have it. Well, what would be my favorite? Oh my like, god! What would be the meal y'all would share together while you're learning from him, talking to him? What would it be? The portobello stuffed walnut mushrooms. Mm -hmm. It's like portobello mushrooms, and mm -hmm. it's like uh, dehydrated. 
and then you stuff it with um raw walnuts i know it sounds crazy but that is so good it's so good and it's raw it's basically it's walnut like i did a pecan taco mix one time and And i I tried it and then the second time i did it i thought it tasted a lot better but I, I haven't tried the raw, the walnut one raw. Oh, the it's so good. I, 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 I do have that on the meal plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I that's did, what you're going to eat? And that was like the first meal. And I remember everybody that was doing it, I just saw my DM was like, boop, 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 boop. everyone was like, oh, this is so good. And I was like, it is, right? Even my husband was like, yo, that was good. Whatever that was. <laughs> I said it was raw. I, I didn't cook it. It was raw. I'm going to have to check that one out. I'm going to yeah. have to check that one out. You just put it that's in a, a, a food processor. It's mm. so good. But see, like the bottom mix, I got to figure out how to work it because I'll be in there doing it and be like, Mm-mm, and I'll just be cranking it up, turning it down. It's I not have doing anything. Bottom mix. Oh, well, maybe I don't have the right food processor. No, maybe no, no, I, no, no. You, I, I want one. It's just so expensive. And I'm just hoping that the brand will give me one. <laughs> and, and, and they, sh- as though they should. So, Vitamix, if you're listening, yeah, I keep reaching out to them. Like, it, I need another one. one should. Yeah. So, Vitamix, let us know. I'll slide in your DMs later and let you know we're promoting you on here. And we might need a little bit of tutorial. Yeah, well, I wish I had a Vitamix. I could make hot soup. I could make. I can make so I can make nice cream. The recipe book. See, if you had it, you probably should have had it. I would put out the book, get a Vitamix, and make recipes. Yeah. See, you could have been the teacher still, and I could have just been the student. And we could have been making it happen because they got the book. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll you know, be able to. You know what's one. sad in this, and I, I don't mean to bring up, but you know what's sad in this whole um, Brina, being an influencer of color. They mm. just, yeah, you know that 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 side. They just don't think that we're interested, and you know. It, I mean, obviously, if you look at my page, you can see that there's so many of us that are interested. So many. We just need the knowledge. We just need to know that there's people that look like us that's doing the same thing and, and have we'll success. do it too. You know? And has success being healthy and, has success. and free. Yeah. Yeah. Not all of us out here just hard up struggling and full of trauma. Some Agreed. of us had learned to heal ourselves and we want to share it with everybody else. And all the way. You know, that's a word right there, Miss Michelle. But I, I have no more questions, and I love to end on that. So again, y'all, today on Empire Place and Pride Lives, we had Miss Michelle here from My Vegan Kitchen Life. If you are not following her on YouTube, please go pull up on YouTube. That's where you get the longer form content. Yeah. She even has thirty minute meals from way back in the day. From way back the old with. ones when I first started. And I already got two that I want to try out, like the the barbecue. I'm, I'm gonna remix pepper. them. I'm gonna remix them and bring them back. Bring them back, bring them back, bring them back, bring them back. Yeah, back. And you know I love some music, so (laughs) I'm a 90s baby. I got you. Born in the 80s, raised in the 90s. Let's Mm -hmm. go. I'm all for it. I mean, you brought in the TLC. I was jamming that today and yesterday, so I am all with it. But again, music, food, and traveling. That's the culture. Oh, I need to mention that. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, because now I'm a travel hit influencer. Hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. Again, where look at God. Where you going, my vegan kitchen? Where you going? I'm going to Bali. I am going to Bali April 2024. And this is really nice. And it's it's something that I used to dream about, but I didn't think it was possible. But now look, I get to invite my followers. 
that you guys could come. Yeah, and it's small. So don't think like every follower gonna come. I know I got a lot of followers, but it's small. I keep it intimate. And we just like how we jamming right here and having fun. That's how my trips will be. Cause yeah, I I got a dry sense of humor. And I like having fun. I like having fun, you know. So I think I think it'd be a good thing for y'all to come and experience. Like I love Asian food. I'll probably say that that is at the top of my list. I love me some Asian food. I sometimes I'm scared to put up recipes because I like to keep it authentic. And you know, I don't I you know, I don't want to be doing some fake foolishness. So we're going to Bali, we're gonna have a cooking class because they're gonna teach me how to cook Balizian food. I'm gonna use those recipes and make new recipes for y'all. But for those, the few of you that want to come on this trip, we get to experience it together. I think that's just an amazing opportunity. I'll be on the trip so you don't have to be nervous. My husband's coming, my kids are coming, my friends are coming, you know, so don't be scared. If you want to bring your man or your significant other, my husband sits around and kind of just observes everything. He chills. Y'all could just hang out together if that's it. So I hope yeah. people pull up. I hope they pull up because I would love to go. But I already slid in her comments, y'all, and told her I'm advocating for the teachers. Do something in the summertime so I yes, can go. Yes, you did. Too. You did. I you can did. go, too. I really want to go. I saw oh, it. There'll I be like, lots Man. more trips. Lots more of trips. Of course. Of course, because you're living your dreams. You're yeah. not just dreaming about them. You're creating them and making them happen. <laughs> you're doing a doggone thing. Anything you want to say? Where they want to follow you? Um, where they want to get anything, say your piece. Well, you guys can follow me on um, at My Vegan Kitchen Life on all platforms. It's the same name, YouTube, Twitter, not Twitter, sorry, YouTube, Threads, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Yes, I'm there. And uh, Linktree, click on that Linktree. I have tons of links for all of my favorites and going on the trip and more information. Yeah. And don't forget, my being kitchen life is going to I'm going to Bali 2024. I'm bringing at least 15 people with me. So we're going to have some fun. And Bali is so beautiful from what I've heard. So many of my friends have been there. They're like, Michelle, that place is made for you. You're going to love the food. The food is amazing. And and guys, it's not a vegan trip. So, so many people are like, I got to be vegan to come on. You don't got to be Do vegan. Do your thing. It's your journey. There'll be vegan, lots of vegan options because I'm going to eat vegan. But you guys, if you, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. You could turn up if you want. <laughs> we gonna turn up. I'm all for it. I'm all for Everything it. is all natural there. <laughs> Go on this holistic trip. If you feeling it, whole, it's holistic. head on over to this holistic trip and get that healthy, happy, and free vibes on and popping with Michelle, my vegan kitchen life. Take that life abroad, baby. Take that exactly. life abroad. I hope exactly. this isn't the only time that you're here with Empowered Plates and Empowered Lives. I hope that you are able to join us again on another episode. I'm so episode. glad you reached out. Thank Man, you. I'm so glad you said yes. And I'm just grateful for your presence. I'm grateful you know, for you. I get so many comments, and um, especially on YouTube. And sometimes, you know, they're, they're, they're hateful and, you know, they come for me and whatever. I don't care. But every now and then I'll just, I'll go through and I'll be like, and you're, you and your mom, I remember your, your comment that stood out. And I was like, I love them. They, they, they're just having so much fun. I love them. So when this came up, I was like, oh, yes, I'll do, I'll do your podcast. I love you guys. So I, miss, I, I wish you abundance of success. 
Thank you. Especially thank with you. your podcast. You're, you're, you're very lively and, 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 and free. And I love it. I love it. I love people I love that just be themselves. Just be your daughter. I receive self. all of that. I receive all of that. Y'all, you already know. Say how do you want vibrations. <laughs> I will. I will. The four vibrations. Be intentional about being intentional. Yes. And pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Yes. If you're still living, the universe still needs you. You still need you. Yeah. Keep loving. Love yourself within. How you talk to yourself. How you make decisions for yourself. How you care for yourself. If you love yourself within, it's going to come out bold and vibrant without. And then lock in. Lock into your higher self. Lock into the things that you want. Remember that abundance is your birthright. Go out there and get everything that was inherited for you because you deserve it. So don't let no one tell you otherwise. All right. That is another episode of Empire Plates, Empire Lives. Please make sure you like, comment, subscribe, rate the podcast. Give me your feedback. But most importantly, we just here to empower you to live healthy, happy and free. You heard it. That Amen. is what yes, I love us to do. Healthy, happy and free. Yeah. We love y'all. Be easy. Keep it 100. 100. Thank you. Bye, Thanks y'all. for having with us, y'all. Life is good. Thank <laughs> you.